Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, do you sometimes find that you get overwhelmed with that voice in your head, that incessant critic that undermines your confidence and your courage, that gets in the way of your performance and leadership, maybe even your most important relationships? Today, we're going to look at that voice in our head and try to understand it for what it is, gain some clarity so it can have less hold over us and so that we can live more at ease and create the life we desire. Let's walk. walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. Feeling our feet on the ground, feeling our belly rise and fall, arriving in this moment. If you're new to the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises so that we can build the skills to help us create the life we desire. So we can be better in our last 8% situations because we know they are so differentiating for our career, the organizations in which we work, our relationships, they are really high gain moments. But we start just by paying attention on purpose, non judgmentally, which, if you're a long time listener, you know that's the definition of mindfulness. So we just arrive and are present with this step and this belly rising and falling. We spend so much time in our heads. For many of us, we have an experience of it could be just walking or anything during the day. And then so quickly after, we don't even realize it. We have a story that we have fixed to whatever happened to us. So for now, I'm asking you to just be present with what is. If you notice your mind wander, just notice it come and go. You know, that thought come and go, that fantasy come and go, and just let it be without trying to push it away. So just feel your feet on the ground. Feel your ankles. Feel your calves. Feel your hands and arms, however they are 
moving or lying, depending on what you are currently doing. Just being present with whatever is. Welcoming it all. And if our mind wanders, which it will, as you practice every day, you start to see the mind has a mind of its own, you could say. And so when a thought or a fantasy or a memory takes us away with it, we just notice it. In that moment of noticing it, that is a moment of mindfulness. Mindfulness is not staying totally focused on our focus of attention. No, a moment of mindfulness is when we notice that we've wandered off, our mind has wandered off. And then we let it be and we don't castigate ourselves, beat ourselves up. And we just let it be and continue noting, being present with the body or our belly or whatever it is we're intending to pay attention to. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. As you know, we follow a BIG structure. And now we're going to move to one of the eyes, the idea of the day. You and I, we start with a positive intention. You might want to build a great team, help your organization do well, adapt, be successful. You might want to build a career you're proud of, rich relationships. But you hit a barrier to this intention. You sometimes get overwhelmed with so much to do. Or you find that you sometimes get thrown off by the ups and downs, by the tough moments, the challenging relationships, our last 8% situations or and not insignificantly by that voice in your head, what we call the VOH, the voice in your head, that critic that continues to comment on everything in the course of your day, the situations you're facing, the people in your life, your organization, your manager, and of course, not the least, you. Us. The VOH is a well-worn pattern of destructive thoughts that we have that spares no one. It's an internalized dialogue that nags at us, rips at us, insults us, sits and, you know, really sits at the root of our self-destructive behavior. If you are unable to manage this voice in your head over the course of the day or week or month, you will find that this internal en enemy can quietly impair you. Unbeknownst to anyone else in your life, but it's going on, kind of under the covers, under the surface. And it affects all parts of our life, our confidence, our relationships, our performance, 
our ability to work with others and lead others. It undermines how we feel about ourselves. It breeds a distrust that ironically shows up when we most need it, when we are facing a last 8% moment, when we're under pressure. Because it's precisely when we're under pressure that we most need to rely on ourselves and not anyone else. When we most need to trust ourselves. And if we have not learned how to manage that voice in our head or our mind, then when we feel the heat, we can panic and underperform. I've seen it at Olympic Games. I've seen it with NFL and NBA teams. I've seen it with Navy SEALs. I've seen it with individuals and organizations around the world. I've seen it in myself. In that moment, we don't trust that we can handle the heat. We don't believe we will be all right. We actually, it's interesting, believe that Everyone else can hear what we hear. That voice in the head that is telling us that we suck, that we're no good, that we aren't worthy. And what do we end up with? Whatever will soothe us. Addictions to chemicals or work or other behaviors. We certainly don't feel great about ourselves. And goal-directed activities? Forget it. Which, of course, only feeds into that loop of our belief that we cannot get anything done, that we are useless. And look, I get it that this seems strong language. I don't normally use this kind of strong language, but I'm using it on purpose because I want you to know you are not alone. And after working with individuals and athletes across the world under pressure, I can tell you this is the experience that many people have. I mean, this is precisely why we created the Last 8% Project. Because we want to be here to help you navigate these challenges, help you do better in your most difficult situations. Because we know it'll help you grow your career and your relationships. It'll help you have the impact you want to have in the world. We want to help alleviate suffering. And we know that if we can give more people skills, insight into the last 8% situations, then this is one of the more powerful ways that we can be of service. We know that last 8% are some of the biggest differentiators of an effective career, great relationships, and a life that's not lived with regret. So standing tall, feeling our breath come right down into our toes. So how do we manage this voice in our head? Well, we need to start structurally, which is to say by not looking at our phone the first thing we do when we wake up or when there's a vacant moment in our day. Yes, I know you do that. So do I. When I'm not on my game, that's what I do. And I'm sorry to be the kind of bearer of bad news, but this only creates bad chemicals in our brain. So instead, we start by walking every day, right? We move. Why do we move? Because it stimulates our internal pharmacy 
So it's working for us, not against us. We practice mindfulness every morning for at least 10 minutes. Why? Because we know that will structurally change our brain. It will recraft our brain. Also, we make a plan for the day, our three goals. We do all of this, and we can, of course, do all of this in the form of the podcast. But again, I want you to experiment with what works best for you. But we do all of this so that we can build those skills so we can become the best version of ourselves. And so we need to understand that voice in our head. And it comes from this practice, this structural approach, but also this aggressive learning, this drip learning. That's what we find in the podcast and in our courses. One of the resources that can be especially helpful for us when we think of the voice in our head is the book that is our book of the month. And it's not really a book of the month because this has been going on for a while. It's such a rich book. I hope you're enjoying it. Pema Chodron's When Things Fall Apart. I am loving it. I feel so happy I picked it because while I've read some of her other books, this book so well represents our mission at the Last 8% Project and in this podcast, and I am loving it. And when you think of as it relates to the voice in our head, here's what she writes. In any case, the point is not to try to get rid of thoughts but rather to see their true nature. Thoughts will run us around in circles if we buy into them. But really they are like dream images. They're like an illusion, not really all that solid. They are, as we say, just thinking. It's a great quote. Dream images. They are illusions, not really that solid. I like to think of them as clouds. In my practice, that's how I think of them. They come, we have no control over them, although we think we do, but they come on their own and they leave on their own. They float in, hang around and leave. And one of the reasons we practice is is so that we can see them with clarity. So they have less hold over us. The more we practice, the more we see our thoughts for what they are. These illusions or clouds that come and go all by themselves. And if we can just let them be, we will not get as caught up in them. We will not be as upset by them. We will be less hooked And just to be clear, it's not to say that thoughts are bad. Cognition is not bad. But if we don't see them for what they are, then they can cause us a whole bunch of suffering. And they can set off in us a chain reaction. Let's go back to Pema Chodron. She writes, Not causing harm requires staying awake. Part of being awake is slowing down enough to notice what we say and do. The more we witness our emotional chain reactions and understand how they work, the easier it is to refrain. 
it becomes a way of life to stay awake, slow down, and notice. This is how we transform our life. By seeing more clearly, right? We set up our life with a certain structure like this podcast and others, whatever works best for you. But we become transformed because we're not so wrapped up in something that we start to understand will just come and go. And guess what? Next week it'll come and go. And next month it'll come and go. Hang around for a while and leave again. And as soon as we get it, we see with clarity, we become more free. This is where freedom lies. That's why we need to practice. It won't come easy. The journey that I'm suggesting that we are all on is not a short journey. But my goodness, is it ever a journey that will bear fruit if we just stay at it. Just begin again. Just begin again. When we can see thoughts for what they are, that voice in our head for what it is, we're less driven by our habitual reactions, these chain reactions, and we're more driven by our choices. How wonderful is that? So feeling our breath come in down to our toes, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Moving to the final part of our BIG structure, which is three by three. We're going to take three mindful breaths right down into our toes. Now move to three things that we're grateful for. I am grateful, <clears throat> again, for my sister who has spent over two months with my father and parents, helping them find their way through illness. Unfortunately, my dad is doing so much better that my sister is actually leaving to go home today. And so that's a big part of my gratitude for today. And finally, what are three goals that you have for the day? Right? This is how, again, structurally we start our day with, okay, what do I want to get done? What would make me feel good inside by accomplishing Fantastic. So again, just feel your body as you're walking. Feel your feet on the ground. And bringing this energy, this momentum into the day. And knowing that our mind will wander to thoughts. Thoughts will come through as clouds. And we can just welcome them. Befriend them even if they seem harsh towards us or others. But just notice them for what they are. Illusions.
dreams, clouds that will come and go, and they'll come and go, come and go again and again and again. And we know we have a choice now. And as I'm finishing, I want to finish with a great quote by Anne Frank. Our lives are fashioned by our choices. First we make our choices, then our choices make us. First we make our choices, then our choices make us. Have a wonderful day.